What makes a good film? To some extent, this is subjective, but there are most definitely agreed upon elements in each genre and subgenre that make some films a cut above the rest. When you watch a movie, are you a passive observer along for a ride, or are you critically analyzing the dialogue, characters, wardrobe, and settings? I hate to sit on the fence, but personally, I feel there are times when I like to turn my brain off and watch a flick for pure entertainment, but for other films and second viewings of some films, uh, I approach with a critical lens and become absorbed in the experience and imagine everything from how it feels to be some particular characters or how I'd react in some particular situations and even go as far as thinking about the time, place, and culture in which the movie was constructed. We contacted today's guest, Zach, around a year ago and knew we had to get him in for his profound knowledge of and desire for film and the film industry. We thought it was appropriate to interview him around October as Halloween is fast approaching and he is absolutely crazy about horror films. This was the first episode with, the, uh, with our new mics. We got some new gear and uh, we realized only after... Uh, recording that only Zach's mic was on. Um, <laughs> we did a little magic, and uh, you can hear our voices in the back. It's totally listenable. Um, it's always nice to hear from uh, from an expert in the field. So uh, check out our Facebook and our Instagram for Zach's Top 10 Halloween Movie Countdown. We'll be releasing those every few days, so you guys can enjoy while uh, enjoy the movies throughout the month this episode is brought to you by Dr. English. If getting picked up by a creepy native speaker at a language exchange isn't your thing, then uh, this is a must-try service. Dr. English is an all-in-one English learning platform. The qualified native speakers can help you start your journey to English fluency today. Enjoy learning from the comfort of your own home. Call 010-4591-1496 for a free sample class. Open your door to endless opportunities and take your English to the next level by visiting their website right now at www.dr-english.com. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. episode of This Korean Life. Today, sitting with us is Mr. Zach Hestan. Zach with a C. Drop the K. Yeah? That's right. No K's, no H's. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, I think we talked last year about um, uh, about getting you in here. Now it's getting closer to Halloween, and you are the man for the horror film. You're the horror film Jengi of the <laughs> of Ulsan, man. I take that title proudly. <laughs> I absolutely. I, I love that you're, you, you found your passion, you found your lane, and you're... you're uh, slowly while well, moving your career into there man so my first question what started the ball rolling on horror films take us through your first experience set the stage for us what uh what turned out to be the beginning of a lifelong passion sure well i think what uh planted the seed is uh i i remember that uh like many kids of my age demographic and generation uh like late 30s early 40s we had uh scholastic book fairs yeah. in elementary school and i remember it was toward the end of third grade i saw the first my first ever 
Oliver uh, R.L. Stein book. Oh, it was a goosebump book. It wasn't the first book. It was maybe like maybe number nine of the series. Night and Terror Tower. Uh, oh no! What was <laughs> no? It was about the um, the title escapes me, but it was about the librarian that's eating bugs or worms or something. Uh, I, juicy. I, I know that nice and juicy. That's no gummy worm. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I just remember that was the first scary story I ever read, and I believe that uh, that same summer I read. The uh, scary stories to tell in the dark by uh, Alvin Schwartz, I believe, who is the guy who compiled all those stories together. Yeah. So that both planted the that planted the seed for my uh, my interest in horror, and uh, it was also my uh, uh, entryway to also reading uh, chapter books uh, as well. So yeah, I, I owe my my start to um, R.L. Stein of all yeah. people. That's the good thing about those books. I remember. Those being released, that was probably like 92, 93. That's right. Yeah, I want to say that's about 91, 92, yeah. Now my son likes, literally, he can't read them yet, but he likes to listen to those. So I get to revisit all my all my favorite books, too. Oh, uh, that's good fun. God, you guys have good memories. Yeah. I, I, I remember those book fairs, and I remember seeing all kinds of cool stuff, but it was all about posters and calendars and... Big flashy words. <laughs> they yeah, cut colors. <laughs> You got a little bit of pocket money to go there and buy one or two books. Awesome. What about uh, what you got? Oh yeah, and and also just to to, to uh, piggyback on that, um, with uh, R. L. Stein being my gateway to both uh, reading chapter books and reading horror, that led toward eighth grade. I was yeah ninety six, reading my first uh, Stephen King novel, and I think that was when The Green Mile first came out. Okay. So that was my first uh, Stephen King uh, story, and I, I still read King to this day. You know? I was I, uh, this weekend here. I just started Tommyknockers. Uh, I saw bits of the miniseries, but I have never actually read the the book for that one. How, how are you enjoying it? I, I'm in the in the in the first fifty pages, but so far it's starting to uh, start. Uh, how many how many uh, kings have you read, or either recently or in the past? Not, oh, I read his on writing. That's a good book. Yeah, yeah. on writing, but uh, in terms of his novels no not much i haven't read any yeah, there's a lot of stone cold <laughs> classics i gotta compile a list for you guys you know start your halloween reading period <laughs> i do have uh, the dark tower i got the full dark tower series which is like a retirement uh, goals oh there's like there's like what six or seven books in total and that's a big project yeah 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 i i consulted with ben recently and got on the audiobooks so now I now I'm rolling. I've read read. I've listened to more air quotes. <laughs> I've listened to more books in the last three four weeks than I have in probably three years. So. What are you listening to right now? Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. Oh, that's right. I, my memory's not so good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if Stephen King will end up making the list or not. It's not really my style, but yeah. I, I, uh, I think there's lots. Of good well, he's written a lot of non horror books too. I mean, like Green Mile. We uh, we mentioned Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. And... I, I saw his one. Uh, his one. He was giving a speech and he was talking about how he, he was in small town America. Mm -hmm. And one lady's like, I know you. You're the guy that writes all those awful all those awful books. Why don't you write something nice? Like Shawshank Redemption. He goes, I wrote that. She's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard that one. Oh, I was like, Stand by me. Or that's it? right, Stand by me. Uh, it was called uh, The Body. The Body, yeah. And At Pupil. And uh, there's a lot that he wrote that's yeah, not important. He did, yeah. It is. It is a story, too. <laughs> uh, you give us your, your top ten... Uh, 
horror list here. What what are your criteria for choosing? Well, I, uh, well I, I try to keep an open mind uh, with with movies. Um, I'm mostly drawn toward um, slasher films, zombie movies, and things about the supernatural, such as uh, witches or ghosts. I, I, I'll be honest, guys. I'm not a child's play fan. That's my own bias. I hate dolls. I just think they're stupid. So uh, that, That's never scared me. Because they're, they're small. Just kick them in the you face. Just kick it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my kids, the little doll over there, they call Chucky, like, what if Chucky comes? And just kick it. It's a, yeah. it's a doll. So I don't get it. Well, like the the character, like Leprechaun, I'll give a free pass because he knows magic. But but Chucky doesn't know magic. He's plastic with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, Leprechaun. There was a there was a guy. I swear to God, in my local mall, growing up, I think it was Leprechaun. I think it was seriously. You need to walk around in the mall, dude. Like, where is me pot of gold? <laughs> yeah, how, how much do you think? Uh, the effect of those, or, or you say it's just a doll, just kick it, depends on how old you are when you watch them. I, I think age can uh, d- depend on it, but also um, horror is like comedy in that it's highly subjective. We're all scared of different things. Like To me, a doll isn't scary. It's stupid. But to other people, it might be terrifying. Now, for me, I'm scared to death of mice and rats. I, I can't look at them. If I see a mouse uh, outside, I look the other way and I freeze. My wife they scare me to death. Uh, and, I mean, too, it, it's just a mouse kicking. See, see, kick see, it, see. Kick see. It. Well, it's the same thing. If you ask a, a Korean what's the scariest thing, it's not a monster. It's a girl... It's a it's a young girl in a white dress with hair in front of her. Oh yeah, like the ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she, she's a ghost. Your foot might go through her. You never yeah. know. <laughs> what are the important elements in uh, in in horror films? I mean, just to to speak to, I'm not as uh, as versed as you in them, but um, I, I see lots of kind of uh, the same elements through the movies. Whether it's like I'm washing my face in the bathroom. Look up in the mirror. Oh, no, there's something behind me. No. Or, you know what I mean? Some are psychological thrillers. Some are the the low art of the jump scare. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, can you speak to some other uh, elements of... Well, sure. Yeah. Well, um, ice running down the gutter. That's that's terrifying. <laughs> well, if you ever saw the movie of known origin, that was such a big feat for me to uh, uh, conquer it. It's a uh, Canadian movie with Peter Weller trying to kill a giant rat in his apartment. That is it. It is him talking to himself, trying to kill this giant rat in the that's wall. That's not on his top ten list. Is it? It's not. No. 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 It's not. It's not. It's not. That's just an obscure movie I want to throw out there. Um, well, other things to look forward to for in uh, horror movies can be. Um, uh, Horror doesn't cost a lot to make. They are low budget. Yeah. So you have uh, these filmmakers have a lot of creative control. And that's one thing that draws me to horror. I mean, sans the remakes and things that are based on novels or mm-hmm. short stories, most of it's original content. Yeah. And uh, it's also a director's medium. Guys can make an entire career just doing that one genre yeah. and doing it for like 20, 30 years and either turn out Stone Cold Classics, maybe a few clunkers but still they can uh, make a whole career out of it Um, you got Halloween the original Halloween as your first that is number one everybody the original Halloween the original Halloween and you know the budget for that movie yes it's a 300,000 US dollars and it's great it is great great. I watched it recently oh okay I noticed uh, I'm sure I've seen bits and pieces in the past but there's such a uh, I don't know, watching it now from... The good thing about watching movies 
I guess over time, like if I had seen it when I was younger, other movies, mm-hmm. you're kind of the the victim or the. Uh, oh, you'd be the victim, like the, the teenage can, victim, right? Yeah, you can you can identify with with certain roles, but as a parent now watching that, mm. you see that they just man, the, the kids are just being left alone with babysitters, and the babysitters are just going like, oh, "I'm gonna go smoke weed. You stay at this house." And all the kids are being babysat, like in one neighborhood. It's like, oh, I'm gonna ho- I'm gonna hook up my boyfriend later. Yeah, yeah things like that. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting uh, interesting new take on it. But why? How does that make number one? It makes it just the simplicity. Of- well, that's part of it. The simplicity, the uh, the the showing that you can do so much with so little money. It's a great lesson for independent filmmakers. It's also historically significant. Um, It's not the first slasher movie, but it's the one that got the ball rolling with that whole 80s slasher movie because it was just such a cash cow. And even the guy who made the first uh, Friday the 13th movie in the documentary Crystal Lake Memories, yeah. he actually openly admitted, oh, yeah, we, we just ripped off Halloween. You know, we wanted yeah. to make a quick buck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how do you define slasher movies? Because I wouldn't consider well, again, my my viewings a lot smaller than yours, but I wouldn't consider Halloween really a slasher have you ever seen Midnight, the Midnight Meat Train? Uh, I'm a fan of a film writer called. <laughs> Is that, that a porno? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you seen it? I've heard of it. I, one of my favorite online movie writer talks about it all the time, but yeah. I, I got to actually sit down and you watch, it. watch it. Yeah. And it's just that was the first like mid movie. Uh, I had never consciously thought like this is a slasher movie. This is not. But in the middle of that movie, it's like, oh, this is a slasher movie. Mm-hmm. Just he's hacking people up all the time. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've never seen that. But I didn't feel that with Halloween. Halloween is considered slasher. It is considered a slasher movie because the uh, the killer is uh, this unstoppable force. Mm. We don't really know too much why he's doing it. And that's what I like about it. That opening scene is brilliantly done. It just gives bits of information. He's a messed up kid. He killed his sister. We put him in um, a mental institution. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. That's why j- to jumpstart on remakes, uh, Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween was one of the worst remakes I've ever seen. Because yeah. that, that whole backstory about him as a kid, enormous waste of time. And the second half just clashed with the first half and uh, terrible dialogue writing. All the 16-year-old girls sounded like middle-aged metalheads when they talked. It just didn't ring true. Yeah. Did you, uh, do you like his other stuff? Uh, Rob Zombie? Yeah. yeah. Not really. I saw House of a Thousand Corpses. It it was okay. Uh, He seems like a nice guy and I like some of his music, but I'm not like, I'm not crazy about him as a horror maker. uh, Devil's Rejects? Devil's Rejects. I, I thought that. Like I said, I said they're they're fine, but it's just it, it doesn't uh, you know hit me on that gut level, and that that's also what horror movies should do. Um, movies are uh, emotional experiences. You have to feel something when you watch a movie, whether it's being scared, laughing, crying, feeling depressed, you know, falling in love. If you don't feel anything while watching a movie, it fails, in when, my opinion. When did you start to? I'm not a big movie guy. Okay. I, everyone knows I don't watch TV and I don't watch money movies. Okay. Mostly nonfiction stuff. Okay. Or like, yeah, some history and, and just, just real stuff. I'm not into the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you start like analyzing? Like I listen to you speak and I'm like, I watch a movie and I say it was good, okay, or shitty. And that's it. Like you, like you, you gotta, when, when do you start like thinking about like, how can you enjoy the movie when you're sitting there thinking about 
why does she sound like that? That's not the right voice for her. I'm like, God, I just watched the movie and no, think it's I a think good movie or not a good movie. But I, I think it's not so much the 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 viewing. Well, I mean, the the special effects and stuff are good, but when you're when you're viewing or reading fiction, I think comparing to your your base reality, right? Like when you're you can you can connect it to like I said, uh, viewing it from a parent's mm-hmm. perspective. Um, would I leave my kids in this position if I was a teenager? Would I be doing this? Then sure, sure. But I mean, the actual like he said, you know, the the waste. The first part was a whole waste of time. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't mean the actual. I can. I can yeah. envision that stuff as well. But mm-hmm. I mean, like you say, the first twenty minutes was a waste of time, or the girls' voices didn't sound like sixteen-year-old innocent girls or whatever mm-hmm. that, that comes from from watching a thousand movies the same way you can say like why, why did they play the trap or why you know why wouldn't he pass back to the point before well and that's your thing with, as I said when did you start uh, okay. when did you start to to think like that ah I mean, was it gotcha. after like after you finished <clears throat> your your studies or and you learned about how to dissect a movie or whatever was that after you finished your degree or were you doing that as a 15 year old kid going what the hell is this the the guy didn't make this movie properly i was not like that as a kid at all i just uh, had an open mind to movies i didn't really start picking them apart till i was an undergrad and i had one instructor in particular that served as a uh, mentor for showing me how to watch a movie differently looking for those uh, small points uh thinking about subtext um what's going on in society what happened historically the whole picture not just a yeah that's fine or, eh, that was stupid hey that's how I watch movies <laughs> nothing wrong with that nothing does anything wrong with that I can tell by the voice <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, hold on did you did you change how I mean obviously it changed how you watch them but like could you enjoy them the same way or at a deeper level or was it distracting to think about all that shit it's just like doing the the videoing the concert or whatever like I, I just prefer to just enjoy the concert. I don't want to be videotaping the concert and then watch it on my it's, phone later. It's not the same thing. I remember my exact moment when I, like, what you're talking about. I used to be like, okay, yeah, nice movie, bad movie. Then I watched <laughs> Fight Club. Mm-hmm. And then oh. we had, like, a oh, yeah. discussion. And then, like, something switches. Like, you start thinking about, there is something in this movie which I never like, thought before. Like, this is different. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some deep... And, and so deep you start stuff. pursuing, like, oh, what, what is it? Like, is it the shot? Is it the scene? Like, you yeah. get into mm-hmm. nerdy yeah. stuff. And you know Marky yeah. and Jeffy and these... And yeah, yeah. Like, these guys watch unlimited amounts of movies, and they can dissect... And, and I was like, well, yeah, it was a funny movie. Mm-hmm. Or it was, it was amazing. It was touching. It was... Or it was shit. Mm-hmm. But... It's like a, it's like a wine, though. Some like a, like a wine kind of story. They can say, "Oh, there's a hint of this type of berry and yeah. blah blah." Or even a guy who enjoys craft beer. You can say, "Like, oh, this has a chocolatey taste. Yeah, yeah. This has a uh, citrusy." Yeah. Not like a man. This is good. I'm gonna get well, fucked had, up. You know? I, I've had a lot of those, but I still don't pick up the chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I gotta have a few more. <laughs> <laughs> I think you start chasing like something in those movies like you like something, something that opens up you yeah you want to like chase that like what is that what is that mm-hmm. so, so what I mean like I, I can I, uh, hockey's my thing so right. but I can sit down and just watch a hockey game without picking it apart and thinking about it I just sit there and enjoy it can you do that or do you always get distracted by why did the guy put this line in there I, I'm the latter. I always think about like uh, I don't like that shot. This could be rewritten. Uh, so can you enjoy, or do you enjoy it in that way? 
I, it, to me, it I, because I know how movies work, how they're made, it's actually more fun. And I've become a bigger fan of movies because I understand all the work that's involved and also all the nonsense that is thrown in there, all the behind the scenes dramas. That, that also makes me appreciate um, So Bad It's Good movies because of that, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the movies should make you feel. I felt this shit running down my leg. <laughs> While watching Hereditary. Uh, As did I. Two two shits, actually. You said you watch it twice. With uh, any takeaways from the second? Uh, I I can say uh, the second time um, it still holds up on a second viewing, and also I noticed small things that I didn't notice the first viewing. I'm like, oh, they did that, or oh, they did that, and but it was still scary the second time, and I'm actually gonna watch it a third time for October. Oh, I'll watch it again this, uh, this year, but. I read some criticisms on it. They said it was uh, a lot of it was ripped off from other movies, and they felt like elements of, of other movies. They just kind of that's they, called homage. <laughs> homage is oh. Just, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. There, there's that big question some people have. Like they ask this about Quentin Tarantino a oh, lot. Yeah, like, yeah. is he just stealing or is he doing his own thing? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's actually obvious. You can tell if something is ripped off or if something is a uh, homage. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. What do you think the Koreans are good at? What? What's it? Ripping off or homage? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Korea's got a pretty good copy culture. I, I remember a couple of years ago when those those Beatles songs certain they were like the new K-pop song. They're like, hold on, this is the yeah. Beatles song from forty years ago, fifty years ago. What they covered? They covered the Beatles? No, a whole bunch of K-pop artists were taking popular songs from 40, 50 years ago oh, yeah. and using the melodies or whatever. Yeah. Vanilla Ice did that. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't, there's no credit, there's no royalties, there's no acknowledgement, nothing. <sighs> and they go, hey, that sounds kind of... I hear it in Korean songs all the time, and I'm like, oh, are you sure that's not an English song? There was a big one. That sounds like a Wouldn't song that be when sampling? I was in high school. I don't know. Yeah, if they were sampled, like... Puff well, they got, in big, they got in big trouble for it. There was, there was big, big... The thing is, the elite people do that here. Like, you don't expect like JYP to rip off like some standard track and just you can you can yeah you can hear but, it but, sometimes. But it but is yeah, now like the, the same thing. Like when when Korean pop culture became so huge and a global phenomenon, now all these TV shows. Someone had on the other day on one of the discussion forums. Do they pay royalties for these or how how did I hear like fifty songs from my high school in one remix of Olympic highlights? How can NBC do that? Oh, like every Olympic highlight is linked to one of the songs from my high school. They'll, oh, no one's gonna see us. We're overseas. They won't no, care. No, so guys, so guys did the, the the right research on it and, and posted the links to like how they do it now, where they just buy a library from a certain company that they can use all these songs. The uh, music catalog. But or that something. only started like eight years ago or something. Oh. And and you know if you look at all their highlights from ten years ago that they posted like on on the news sites. Those are all copyright. Like those are all infringements, and uh, and it's only recently that they started acknowledging and, and buying and paying for the rights to these things. I know four Korean movies where like the boy meets the girl in the end, and they play Coldplay "Fix You." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, the guitar. That's back. painful. Yeah. Oh, there's. Oh, I hate. That's. Is there a genre of movie you absolutely despise? Oh yeah. Well yeah, because uh, let's just say I try to keep an open mind with every genre, but if I had to pick one that I, I absolutely hate, it would be romantic comedies oh. because I find
find them so unrealistic and a lot of the actions they do i would think stalker creeper you know, <laughs> you know these are like that's good, not romantic these are like good movies but they knew that there is a hack like if you put that cold play fix you guitar thing in the end it will work yeah, yeah. the movie is really good but then that's like a lazy plug there well now i i, I actually to to uh, to go on that a, a lot of that is not sometimes the filmmakers intent it's the producer's intent because like oh i'm a money man people like this song let me throw this in oh is that what it is? well yes yeah, right because if you look at a screenplay online and sometimes the actual movie they look worlds apart mm. there are like so many changes because okay. uh, for a lot of writers when you sell a script they give you they write you a check and they say like okay it's ours now they can do whatever they want uh. and so a screenwriter might say how can i have control over my script well there are two th three things you can do number one become a director yeah. direct your own script number two get into tv create your own tv show you're the big you're the big boss then or number three do a do a john carpenter with halloween just beg all your friends for money make an independent feature i was, I was listening to uh, sylvester stallone talk about rocky and mm. they offered him and he's at this time he's dirt poor like he has zero they offered him 300 grand for rocky mm -hmm. and he's like no fuck that i'm I'm not selling it. And mm -hmm. Unless I'm featuring in the movie, they're like, mm -hmm. "Oh no, we're gonna get someone else." And uh, and he held uh, he held out. And, Good for him. And, uh, but I heard the same thing. He barely had two nickels to rub together. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. He said, I think what's the story? He sold his dog to sold his dog to eat dinner. Or something. He sold everything to eat dinner. It seemed. You you mentioned romantic comedies. You don't like them. Is about time romantic comedy? <sighs> I saw that. It's been a while only, ago. Only because that was one of the only movies, like, you know, having kids and stuff. His life's pretty wild. My about wife, time? my wife dragged For, me about out. About time. My wife dragged me out for that. <laughs> but you, you say it's so unbelievable, and you think pervert and this and that. And I there's, there's a lot of guys, especially where we live here, that would go. Uh, that I, I, I'm taking notes. <laughs> I, I, I wish, I, I wish I could go back, you know, six times in a row and replay, you know, my first move or my first kiss or my. And I thought, man, when that movie came out and my wife, her friends were talking about it, so we went to see it, whatever. And I thought, man, this must be reality for so many people. Uh, well. I hate the dance movies, man. <laughs> you, mean, you mean like Step Up and things like that? Yeah. Me, I'm, I'm just a poor guy and I don't know anything. Oh, there's a hot dance teacher and we're kind of in the same place but have different jobs. Oh, I can dance too. And then they end up... Is that a genre I, movie? I, it, it, yeah. <laughs> uh, the last dance 15 movies. years, maybe. Yeah. Uh, let me add number two. Yes, dance movies also. <laughs> Good Lord. But there is a culture in Korea. Like, they pick up some movies and they, it becomes, like, such a part of these like, college kids. Like, About Time is one of them. Oh. Yeah, Love, Love Actually. Actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Love Actually. Oh. They all watched it. They've all dreamt about it. They've yeah, all, yeah. They all Which know the it. They can all picture themselves in them. Which is the one with Kira Knightley and Ruffalo. Oh. Oh, what is that called? Yeah. I think that's called. I had to watch that with my wife. Uh, one day is what that's called. I think one day. I think that's what it's called. Huh? It, whatever. <laughs> Listen, it is. Everyone's got their own their own thing. And getting lost in a in a movie or sitting down, regardless. Like Nate said, if you're just evaluating it based on um, based on what what it's showing you, you're not critically kind of analyzing as you're watching. But mm -hmm. whatever, there's something for everyone. But yes, absolutely. Zach, I hope I don't put you on the spot. Okay. This one. But in Halloween, uh -huh. as I was uh, I was watching it the other day, um, there there's a scene. Have you seen it before? No. There there's a scene where 
Um, the, there's the graveyard. Dr. The Loomis and the, the cemetery worker, yeah. Cemetery worker, they pull up, and he starts telling a story. <clears throat> but he doesn't finish the story. So what I'm going to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat his lines, and I want you to finish it. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> right. Every town has something happen like this. I remember over in Russellville, old Charlie Bowles, about 15 years ago. One night he finished dinner and excused himself from the table. He went out to the garage, got himself a hacksaw. Then he went back into the house, kissed his wife and children goodbye, and then he proceeded to... So, Charlie Bowles, right? That's the character's name? Yeah. Charlie Bowles? Okay, so... Charlie Bowles do. Okay, so Charlie Bowles grabbed a hacksaw. He kissed his wife, wife and children goodbye. Yeah. Okay. And then... And then he proceeded to go out the door when he stopped and he saw come to the uh, left side of his face a, a kitchen knife. He turned around and he saw that his daughter had a blank stare, absolutely nothing in her eyes. He asked her, what are you doing? She walks toward him. He he's frozen. He doesn't know what his daughter is doing. She grabs the kitchen knife and proceeds to slowly glide it across his chest down to his stomach, opening up his chest cavity, spilling out his intestines all over the ground. The his her mom, his wife, screams. She turns around, throws the kitchen knife like a dart directly between the mother's eyes, <laughs> and then. The other, the other daughter makes a run for the door. The, the little girl walks gingerly toward her sister. Her sister falls out the window. The little girl climbs out the window, grabs her sister by the head, proceeds to walk toward the well outside the family home. She lifts up her sister with an almost supernatural strength and throws her down the well and proceeds to walk into town. She gets onto the old country road when a, a police car comes up. He asks her, little girl, what are you doing? She tries to grab the cop's gun. He pulls out his baton, beats her across the head, smashing her skull. <laughs> the cop goes, oh, shit, not again. <laughs> and then he proceeds to bury the body. When you when he's burying the body, you notice on his wrists a strange Celtic tattoo. <laughs> what does it mean? You have to wait and find out. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. The, I thought you were gonna throw in the aristocrats in there. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I thought you were gonna finish that on the porch with the aristocrats. The aristocrats? Yes, that comes up with the twelve bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. why my question my question following that is why are you teaching? Why am I teaching? That is a good question. That is an excellent it question. Like you're pretty into the movie stuff. What are you, what are you doing? Well, I I had a period where I had no creative output. I was just doing nothing. I was just um, teaching, and um, I actually had a few things that got me back into trying to do creative things. Um, oh, when was this? Uh, 2016. I you, you studied film at UNLV. That's correct. So how, you just say it like the rest of us? Uh, 
just going to go for an adventure? Exactly. I mean, was there nothing and you, you didn't like film studies after that? I, I graduated and I was in kind of a, kind of a rut. I, I faced a, what do you call it? A quarter life crisis. I, I, <laughs> I, I thought I need to do something. That's what it's called. Yeah, that's, what it's called. that's our new word for the day, quarter life crisis. And then I, I just thought I need to do something different. I need a change. I need to find myself as the cliche goes. That's kind of how I ended up in Korea. Just trying something different. I, I never sought out to become a teacher. I had zero interest in it. I, I just stumbled upon it like uh, a lot of people do here, I assume. Yes. And um, I eventually found myself along the way. Um, around 2016, I watched some uh, YouTube videos of uh, writers, Stephen King that yeah. we mentioned, um, William Goldman, who wrote the screenplay to uh, Butch Cassidy, the Sundance Kid, and the Princess Bride. Yeah. Oh man, that guy, what what a cool guy. What a cool dude. And he told some great stories about rejection, how often he got rejected. And this guy wrote, you know, Princess Bride. He wrote, uh, you know, Butch Cassidy. Well, even Stephen King. He got rejected. You know, Lord knows how many times uh, before he sold his first book. My favorite one's the what's her name, J.K. Rowling. The Harry Potter got turned down like nine, ten times. And one guy's like, eh, we'll take a chance on it. Yeah, it's the biggest book ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You never know. You never know. So those um, videos I watched of those guys I found were inspiring. So I decided, let me try to write nonfiction first as like a little baby step. And that's kind of what led to uh, uh, Film Inquiry. Actually, I wrote a writing sample and I shopped around different uh, websites. I got turned down by um, seven, I think. And but they decided, hey, we like what you have, you know, expand some more on this. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I actually just wrote my most recent uh, film inquiry piece maybe uh, last month, mm -hmm. I think. So, you know, still there. Nice. That's awesome, man. Um, and you wrote Skin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Skin. Can you give us uh, where did that uh, where did that come from? That that's an easy one. I wrote that last year. That. What, inspi what, it, what inspired me for that was actually coronavirus. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Well, it's the, yeah, the virus takes over the... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, COVID, it was the early days of COVID when we really didn't know, like, what to do. We would think, like, you touch somebody's shoulder. Ah, I'm going to die. Oh, no. Oh, it's going to stay alive on the table for... On that, that's right. That's right. So it, it was around that period, that, uh, just watching CNN, watch everyone wearing masks, scrubbing, you know, everything down 20 times, yeah. like, just neurotically. And I also watched, um, for the first time, George Romero's movie, The Crazies, which is a similar thing. Um, a virus gets loose in a rural Pennsylvania town, and and the government comes in to try to uh, corral the residents, yeah. but they say, but they're out of control. Yeah. And even the, gov the government guys even say, oh, we don't want to talk to the rednecks. They have guns. We're scared of them. <laughs> and um, so I watched that and coronavirus going, I go, I idea is a brewing. Yeah. And that's when I started like outlining something. And uh, besides that, I'm also, uh, have you guys ever watched Tales from the Crypt growing oh. up? Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. I love that show. That's one of my favorite TV shows. So I love how in every episode, regardless of the story, there's always a lesson at the end. Yeah. They're morality tales. So it was COVID plus Tales from the Crypt plus The Crazies plus um, early David Cronenberg body horror that inspired uh, nice. this story. Oh, Tales from the Crypt. Shit. We used to have to stay up late to watch that. I that did one. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. What was the the Crypt Keeper? That's right. 
that's like Wait. hello kitties <laughs> yeah. that's, that's it, yeah. i remember so, the one that they uh, they, were, they killed the guy and they put him in the freezer and the, the restaurant was serving the meat yeah yeah there's some great dark comedies there one of my favorite ones is um it's called death of some salesman uh, 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 uh this sleazy salesman goes to this farm town and the entire family ma pa and the daughter played by tim curry oh, okay. <laughs> it's hysterical <laughs> You're starting grad school again at mm-hmm. Point Park. That's correct. Film studies mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Before that, you did a master's in English, didn't you? That's right, from uh, University of Sheffield. Was that, was that before 2016 and this stuff started coming back That's, you, that's right. I, I, uh, I did my MA in English at Sheffield from uh, 2013 to 2015. And then you went, eh. <laughs> then I, I, I've i been teaching for a few years, and um, I, I just, I felt, I didn't feel that fulfilled. I felt kind of empty somehow. I needed to fill a void in some way. And um, again, what started um, the ball rolling on this is, um, I, except for last year, since 2012, I always go to the Busan International Film Festival. So um, they have this program where they have a short film showcase. Mm. So you can watch like four or five short films from all over the world. They're usually fun It's to watch these uh, young filmmakers put out a short. So 2019, I watched them and I couldn't believe it. I hated every short. Like they all <laughs> sucked. They were so bad. And 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 Nate, to go with um, what you said earlier, I was not the only one. When they when the last short finished, <laughs> when the last short finished, dead silence. Throwing tomato. And even some girl in front of me said, "Well, that was a waste of five bucks." <laughs> <laughs> nice. And so because of that, I go. These were terrible. And then I said, I said to myself, "I can do. I can do better." That's yeah. right. That's right. So snowballed from there. <laughs> so so now what is the now it sounds like you're completely changing careers. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. So um, is, that, is that the goal, or what? Is, what is the end goal? That 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 is actually studies? the uh, that is actually the the end goal. I um, when I finish my studies at uh, Point Park, I hope to uh, uh, teach film uh, in the uh, in the U.S. either at a community college or at a uh, four year school, either about just movies themselves like history or theory or doing intro to screenwriting classes teaching students how to properly format a screenplay beginning middle and end and all the uh structural elements uh, to it do you plan on getting experience in all of those uh areas before teaching oh. is, is it hard to to get a job without uh field experience uh well a lot of it depends on uh like the school you're applying to like i don't know if i was going to like i don't know usc i probably need a massive resume and experience Mm -hmm. but i don't know maybe a smaller school Mm -hmm. if i maybe did some shorts or i mean with scan i published a short story that might be enough so i hope in this time to like build a portfolio and even uh uh, just uh, experience while studying uh before i graduate Mm. The end result's not the, not the, uh, I think the most important thing, but you said getting the experience and enjoying the, enjoying the process. And, and learning at the same time, you know, so. You don't, you don't think I could just take one master class and get in? <laughs> I, 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 Crazier I, things I, have I, happened. <laughs> but my question was going to be, what do you think of these I see them and I go, man, I would do that. I would love to hear this. I'd like to take that. Oh, I like to the that. barbecue one. I, and, <laughs> and the unlimited. No way. The unlimited. 
you know, unlimited master classes for a hundred bucks for two years. Or I was like, God, could I just sit on the sofa and do master classes for two years? Like you could learn everything you ever wanted to learn through these things. No, that's the, that's what they teach you. And they can give you the, they'll give you the tools. Like the, the foundation. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. But that's what I mean, so do you think when you see some of your, maybe guys who've inspired you or Stephen King's doing a master class or, mm. or some, or somebody, somebody like this, I, I watched it. Do you, do you think I need to see that? I need to do that. Or it would be useful or it's just a gimmick. I, I haven't seen or done any of these. I, I don't know anyone who has. I, I, but they look awesome. I find them useful. I think doing both is important. Doing the traditional academic study, but also doing extra work. Um, there's also, there's actually a great um, YouTube channel called Film Courage, mm -hmm. where they actually show... Um, I watched one last night. A guy teaches at... Cal State Northridge. He, he, he taught a screenwriting workshop. The video was like almost two hours long. And it was all about these are different character types in, in a movie. Um, so it's always good to get that little extra along with your academic study, along with field experience. Uh, go through every, as many angles as possible. I mean, there's no limit. How, how close is that thing to the academic stuff? Because I watch a lot of YouTube film videos, mm -hmm. like Nerdwriter, mm -hmm. Lessons from it differs depending on the speaker um, some are pretty in line with what you're learning academically others they learned just by doing so their advice might sound unconventional or might just work for them it's, only it's not it's not, yeah. it's not like an educational video it's more about their essay on that topic mm -hmm. like some guy analyzes this in mood for love and then they will show some shots and they will just elaborate on this scene that feature stuff like that well it's good to get different points of view and um i mean they're all correct in their own way like um some guys do need to like study and like go to school to learn like um the cohen brothers went to nyu for example, uh, Spike Lee has an MFA in directing from NYU. Um, Darren Aronofsky went to Harvard to learn f uh, film. Um, Paul Verhoeven has a PhD in mathematics. The guy who made RoboCop, and he makes movies. Just to, uh, I, I, it's funny you say that, but Tarantino, I saw one of his interviews. I don't know what it's from. But mm -hmm. He said, like, you don't need to go to school. If you really, and he, you know, he. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. If you really love film, doesn't fucking matter where you went to school. You don't have to go. If you love film, you can make a great movie. Well, it's, he, he's both right and wrong. I mean, yeah. school, school's necessary for some people, yep. but for him, like he didn't finish high school. He yeah. learned he learned everything by working at a video store yeah. and just watching movies. Other people can't do that, <laughs> you know. Why? He's just, he's just unusually he's gifted. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always that that one got man or woman who's an outlier, yep. who can like, you know, read a book and go like, yeah, I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Um, we you guys know like Clive Barker, right? Okay, so he actually directed the first Hellraiser movie. He never directed before in his life. Someone asked him. How did you learn how to direct? He said, oh, I just checked out a book from film directing from my local library. Yeah. I just followed along the pictures. <laughs> some, sometimes I think maybe even school might ruin the, the experience by over-emphasizing maybe everything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. I look at some people who go to acting school. I, I can't think of any examples. I'm sure there's a lot of shitty actors who have been through acting school. Right. And some, like a rapper or, or some famous celebrity just goes into a movie and does a great job like, have you seen Chris you, know, you probably watched the, uh, the recent Saw movie uh, oh the, no shit I, I, I didn't see it no you didn't get into it. Um, 
Chris Rock acted in the in the most recent Saw mm-hmm. uh, movie, but he, I think he did a great job. Uh-huh. When I turned around, I was like, Chris Rock's in this? Like, I, I can't believe anything other than he's going to be... A, actually, shit, he's done movies in the past. No, well, he's, yeah, he's like, he was in... Yeah. Um, down Earth. What was that? A Wayans Brothers movie. Uh, I'm going to get you, sucker. He was in that yeah, one, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Ah, shit. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Never mind. Anyways, so do, do you think these guys... Uh, like, I, Yeah, I, I wonder how much more they can give you than what you could get, you know, in a, a NYU in, film studies class. Like, when you, go, when you get this guy's master class, can they give you a lot of inside information that you wouldn't have thought of, that your professor wouldn't have thought of, that you wouldn't get? I mean, or is it all out there and you're, it's, you're just, it's from a famous guy? So. Stephen King wrote, in, when he did on writing, he talks about having your toolbox. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's your, it's your top shelf. Uh, Go to the stuff you always use, and uh-huh. and I think this could be like a maybe a second shelf, maybe something goes on the top shelf. But you're you, you can learn something from everyone. Exactly, and that's the thing because I mean, there's good stuff in the the academic area from guys who actually do it, or even a, a YouTube channel. I mean, there the main thing is there is no right way to learn how to make a movie. There's no right way how to just write because everyone has their own uh, process. Some guys have to write outlines. Other guys don't do it at all. They just they just write like they're in the shower. They go like, oh, that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a general art. Thing though, right? You can learn the craft word like art comes from mm-hmm. the person. It's a muse. I was gonna say that sounds like my <laughs> students there. They're in the shower and they go, "Shit, I got paper due tomorrow." <laughs> just sit down and do it it's garbage oh it's doing an hour oh no but then you have those rare students where it's an hour before and it's amazing they yeah, work well yeah, under pressure because yeah. again everybody's different there's no there's no right way there's no magic formula if there was a magic formula we'd all be you know highly successful Tarantino said he used to do the I don't know I never really thought about how much I've actually how many interviews I've listened to him until now because clearly I have a lot Tarantino references, yeah. <laughs> when he said originally he would he he thought he had to embody like that oh, art is pain or like I gotta stay up late and do drugs and, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know about doing drugs I might have thrown that in <laughs> but, <laughs> but I gotta stay up late and really sacrifice my days and um, and put the effort in but he said now he's switched totally and he's like. I wake up in the morning and eat my breakfast and then I write a little bit and then I hang out in my pool and write a little bit more and he's kind of transitioning. Yeah, everyone has got their own like writing hours. I think it's like Hemingway said he never wrote past noon and people ask why. He's like, oh, I got a drink. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about, uh, what about, what's Have you heard that song? Um, oh, someone remixed the Joe Rogan talking about uh, Hunter S. Thompson's Hunter S. Thompson's <laughs> daily, daily schedule. Have you heard that? No, oh, I haven't, no. It's like, wake up, 12 o'clock. And someone remixes it into a song. It's like, wake up, 12 o'clock, cocaine. Bum, 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 you know, do more heroin. Do <laughs> I'm doing it no justice. I'll, we should post it underneath, but question. Um, yeah, everyone's got their own process. I got a question. Are you... Sure. My, I, the big question is uh, building your portfolio and stuff. Collaboration. What What do you have coming up or what do you what do you want to do what you talked about shorts or writing or whatever mm-hmm. but are you familiar with the neighboring uh local artist and author ryan estrada he, he was on your show right yeah. the name rings a bell i am not familiar with him no hmm. I, ju- I just when i think of what you're doing or what you're trying to do and stuff i think of all the stuff he's done now and it kind of sounds a little bit similar and he's got all these awards and stuff they're not 
academies or Emmys or whatever. But mm-hmm. but but they're from Guess all. Guess wait. These, <laughs> but they're from all these little places, uh-huh. and together they build up quite an an awesome website and and portfolio or whatever you want to call it. But to me, he seems very successful. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, you know, I haven't been paid anything yet. I've been doing this for. 20 years, 30 years, writing comics for 40 years and mm-hmm. still got nothing, but now it seems like he's turned the corner. Um, but he's he's done a few of these shorts for the Busan Film Festival, hasn't he? Well, he does the 24-hour... Write, write, and direct, and, and produce. Oh, I've heard of those. Like, they're like 48-hour film projects. Yeah, but he's yeah, also yeah. done very very short film festival or something, hasn't he? The Busan Very Short Film... That's the same one. So... I mean, that seems like a... I mean, he seems to be connected to all these... He knows all this stuff, that's all the opportunities, whatever. Are, are you familiar with those kind of things? Would they interest you? Um, they actually would. Actually, uh, I have one, I, one... One goal I have is, besides uh, writing and directing a short, is that I also love music videos. Um, something I would like... I would like... Three seconds, change. Three seconds, change. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Well, so, well, my idea is, like, once uh, there's more, like, you know, vaccinations and it's just, like, safer to, to film with, like, a crowd, I, I'd like to uh, meet with a local um, band, and if they have any original songs I'd like to make a video for them and you just stops do do they have original songs oh see I didn't see I didn't didn't know that so okay they just recorded in Busan and see that's that's good to know last night Patrick's thing came out Uh and if you you haven't listened to it yet dude it came out at like 5pm last night okay you didn't have three hours to listen to the episode (laughs) no 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 (laughs) no but they uh, they've been uh Absolutely. Right, right down now. I kind of do social <laughs> later. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, no, they uh, they were just recorded. Were they with Cheney? Yeah. yeah. But but they yeah, just recorded in studio because I think Luca's leaving. <laughs> okay. So they want to have something, you know, that they that they've done that they've accomplished. So have you heard his old? They went too? and recorded a few songs, but his old stuff's awesome too. Because no, I just know, like, whenever I've gone to like uh, like foreign bars in the past, I heard a lot of cover type stuff. So I was just sure. so I was just wondering, do they ha- if they have original if they have original stuff? Mm-hmm. I would love to hear it uh, and uh, make something from it. You know that that's one short term goal I have yeah. before I finish uh, Point Park. I think there's you have of, multiple options in that in that area. What kind of uh, equipment do you need? Well, it, it depends on like I have to listen to the song and then I have to create a picture in my head and outline something. And then after I outline something, I can get a better idea like what equipment do I need? What locations do I need to go to? How many people do I need? Um, does the band even need to show up or can I just find like actors and the music's just in the background like some music videos are? So yeah, there's a lot of steps to think about. Uh-huh. What what else would be on the list of things you'd like to do? But uh, actually, one a course that they do offer at uh, Point Park. Um, the, the the full name for the program is uh, MFA Writing for the Screen and Stage. They actually have a class where you learn how to write in a medium that you're not focused on. Like most of us stu- are going to study screenwriting or playwriting so we can learn an alternative media such as audio drama for podcast uh graphic novels video game uh graphic you know s- graphic sto- yeah. stories and uh what's another one uh youtube type programming uh, the list just animated tv shows so um i'd like to learn how to uh write graphic novels uh animated shows mm-hmm. but um i'm already planning to focus on a, a season or two seasons of a tv show even so uh, I got a lot of a lot of things on my plate to think about. Huh? 
pitch my novel at you later. Great, great. <laughs> so is, oh, I just need help with the structure. Do you oh, do you plan on on working this all in in between semesters, or I mean, you'll be studying a little bit throughout, but. When will you think you have time to do all this kind of stuff? Well, for like the uh, the like the music video idea, it would be like during a, a winter or a summer break, you know, yeah. when I don't have classes going on, or um, and with the like the graphic novel or whatever, that would be during the semester. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you mentioned you made a book uh, about Estrada doing the thing and finally he's turning the corner and getting the money. Mm-hmm. But also, you gotta you can't neglect that. He's had a whole life of just creating. That's mm. all, regardless of money. He's he gets up and he's like drawing shit, and, and that's fulfilling. And that's stuff, excellent. Yeah, taking yeah. stuff out of his head and putting it on the page. I love that. And didn't he live in like Costa Rica for for two years or something? Oh, that, that awesome! Was his, uh, he's been all over, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember he has like literally been all over Asia. Yeah, but what a what an amazing. Uh, experience I mean just hanging out he said he paid his he paid his rent for a year up front he's like here's two grand can I stay in this like five bedroom beach house and and, and, uh, write my comics that's awesome that's That's living the dream right there can you talk a little bit about um, comparisons or contrasts between Mm -hmm. the Korean style uh, I think after Train to Busan or Uh. Or maybe a couple other ones. Mm-hmm. This zombie thing has really caught on, and mm-hmm. and everyone talks about it. everyone. I think how many million people saw it? like I think it was like eighty percent of the population watched Train to Busan or something, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, compare and contrast some of the Korean style or or style of horror compared to Hollywood or other. I, I, I'm also curious if you if you're familiar with the Bollywood or anything else, or just is most of your stuff all American Hollywood? Oh, oh no, I, I do enjoy watching. Uh, I watch a lot of international uh, cinema. Also, I actually um, Saturday I watched a, uh, a Norwegian monster movie. Actually, so <laughs> so I got an, I got an open mind to things. Um, well. Within, like, as you mentioned with Train to Busan, um, within the last five years, Korean horror is zombie crazy. Yeah. You know, so that's the big hip trend right now. But that's, in Hollywood, that started 10 years before. Oh, no, that started, I mean, the first real zombie movie was, like, Night of the Living Dead. That was in, like, 68. Yeah, no, you know, so I mean, and even before that, like World War Z and all those. Yeah, World War Z. Yeah, that's like an action zombie movie. Uh, yeah, that's like Gaston twenty. <laughs> but... Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Brad Pitt. Wait, which one? World War Z. Oh, uh, Brad Pitt. He's right. Yeah. Someone, someone who said Brad Pitt. They're right. Yeah. yeah, Pitt, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's Tom Cruise? In? Wait, oh, Tom he's a. Uh... Was... No, no, he, the, the, mum, the mummy. <laughs> Not the mummy. Yeah, he, he was in a mummy movie. It, it tanked horribly. <laughs> <laughs> what, was the, what was the one with uh, maybe Alien movie? Oh, that's uh, the uh, War of the Worlds. Which yeah, sucked. Yeah. See, that's, <laughs> a, that's why that's why I don't like to watch too many movies. I don't like to confuse them all. And, and I've watched so many titles. Titles blend together. Plots blend together. You know? Just like Nate's uh, my, my twelve <laughs> spent eight hours a day looking at my twelve movies. Just I can keep them all separated, no problem. Special categories right here. Twelve <laughs> movies. Tell Rwanda the one you just watched with your wife. Yeah. And nine porns. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but but yeah, the last five years, zombie movies. Um, even what was I think it was last year or two years ago. Um, it was on Netflix. It's called either Alive or Hashtag Alive. It's a Korean zombie movie. Oh, yeah. So um, this guy's one of these uh, like YouTubers who plays video games and people watch him. And uh, a zombie apocalypse is going outside his apartment, but he has no idea because he's so focused on his computer. Oh, and, he, nice. and he's trapped in the apartment, and he's he's okay oh, at first. I've seen, I've seen the. Yeah. I've seen the yeah, on Netflix, on Netflix. Uh, it, it's fun. It's fun. But before zombies, I think um, most, not only Korean, but just like Asian horror in general is mostly ghosts and supernatural types. Like, you know, girl with the hair, like the ring or the, the grudge and things like that. Um, I remember, again, we were saying the, the, the age that you watch it at, you can get really, uh, really affected by it. And the lead up. And even speaking to, to very low-budget films, mm-hmm. uh, when I started high school, the lead-up to Blair Witch Project, uh-huh. which, I wrote that down, yeah. which was 30 grand. It was pea, grand. peanuts. Yeah, absolute peanuts. You're right. Uh, the the lead-up to that, and I mean, how, how I experienced that was, it, it was really, really uh, impacted. It had a big impact on me. Um, are you a fan of it? Do you think thumbs up, thumbs down? I watched number two. It was dog shit. Oh, I, I've only I didn't see the second one, but I saw the third one though, and There's the first third? one. It's and it's just called Blair Witch. Came, came out five years ago on on Netflix. On Netflix. Oh, God damn. It's just called Blair Witch. That's all. I only saw the first one. Um, I showed it to Korean students. Uh-huh. We watch it one now, and I, they were around the same age when when I watched it, uh-huh. and they. They couldn't. Maybe it's because they had to read the subtitles, but they could. the The lead up to the end was almost too long. I think. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. They didn't. Uh, it was. You've seen it before, Blair Witch. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like it, it. It's a slow burn, and then gotcha. you're like, "Whoa! What did I just see?" What was like, that? Is that really happened? Oh no! Uh, well, for Blair Witch, I give it a, a thumbs up, and it, it's in a way, it's like Halloween. It uh, wasn't the first, but it really kicked off that whole uh, found footage yeah. horror movie. Yeah. I think the first found footage movie was uh, 1980s uh, Cannibal Holocaust, an, an Italian uh, horror movie. Yeah. I, I I refuse to watch it because they actually show animal cruelty in it, so oh, just ugh, I, I can't watch things like that. You know, so it's gross. I mean, that's actually. Are they putting like? mascara on cows what's the I, I, I think they kill a turtle on camera or something oh, no. like that it's it's horrific I, that's why I refuse to watch it I've only heard about it secondhand. but um, that was actually like the first one and even the uh, director was put on trial for murder because they thought it was real that he actually made a snuff film even <laughs> <laughs> ah. and he's like no 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 these are actors guys come out come out come out yeah, the, num- the numbers in that Blair Witch Project were pretty impressive I think I watched it probably five years after everyone else did but mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I was just intrigued by how can you make a movie for that cheap and I got a camcorder. Can I make something like that? <laughs> but no, you, you really can. I mean, with how uh, cameras are now, uh, you can make uh, movies for peanuts. I think it was, um, who was it? Ro- Robert Rodriguez. His first movie, El Mariachi, only cost $7,000. Full-length movie, too. There is a horror film director in UK. He's homeless and he just makes movies. Yeah. He released, I think, his second movie recently. That's awesome. Oh, good for him. This is my daily life. (laughs) (laughs) Here is my bridge house. For most most people. No! No! The scariest film of the year, Zach Heston. (laughs) 
Zach's review. Worst movie or scariest movie ever. Bit the rats alone. <laughs> I, I wrote down, I mean, I've seen, yeah, some Freddy, Friday the 13th. Nightmare Love Elm them. Um, I think that Hold was on, just... You the... just confused Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. The two different, uh, we got Jason and Freddy, right? Yeah, well, there, there was a Freddy versus no, I'm saying, Jason. I'm saying, yeah. I've watched, I've watched these. Oh. You watched those, okay? Um, they were, I think, they were kind of same thing around high school age or, or middle school age, kind of. And yeah. those were the, will this scare you or not? And you know, you want you see how tough you were or not scared you were. Anyways, I've seen some of those, but I think my first, my first one was uh, at Tim Donaldson's camp. And I think it was a sleepover, maybe in like grade five or six or something on his birthday. Mm. Two of my buddies' dads were going to drive. They're both lawyers. They're going to drive us out to the cottage. Uh-huh. And we're going to party out at the cottage, eight or ten of us. <laughs> and then sleep over in the room. But they got a movie, and the movie was Candyman. Oh, and, that movie's awesome. And, I, and I, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen horror movies. You hear about them. You know they exist or whatever. But I don't know what's really a horror or scary or whatever. Um and they put that Candyman on, and I just remember we were all sitting there. The other movie we watched is there a movie called Sweat from My Balls? I think that's one of your pornos that you watch. <laughs> <laughs> that was maybe a, it was like maybe it was a rap, a new rap song with a video that was out or something. But Hotel Rwanda. Anyways, nine It's it's that fake rap. It's that fake rap music video and that uh, Ben Stiller movie, the one the guy who made Booty Sweat. That <laughs> energy drink, the same thing. <laughs> anyway, for some reason, that that's either a music song title that had a video that was Sweat crazy or. Anyways, <laughs> Candyman, and and that's when he looks in the mirror and the bees are all coming out of his uh, mouth, right? You have to say Candyman in the mirror. Um, oh, here's Candy, some big Candy here's some big trivia. Those are real bees coming out of his mouth. You know how uh, Tony Todd said, um, "Every sting, give me a thousand dollars." Really? <laughs> really? He got stung a lot. <laughs> Jeez, huh. Real the, bees. That's commitment. <laughs> the, uh, so that was one of my first experiences ever, and I, I can't say like again, depending on the age, but I, I can't ever say or remember being scared from a movie. I just. Uh-huh. Again, they're not real, so mm-hmm. you have to believe them. Right. Um, but but that was one of my first ones. Is that considered horror? Is that rank up there? Is that considered scary? Or I'm just curious where these days. Well, the... it, it it would be because um, well, but also that's also a movie that can serve as a social commentary. It talks a lot about race because uh, Candyman's backstory is that he was a uh, former. He was the son of a slave right. who has who had a career as a painter. Mm. He painted a, a white woman, and they had an affair. Uh, white townsfolks found out, cut off his his painting hand, burned him alive, threw bees on him. And so he's, oh, wow. he's out for a re- revenge. Yeah, that's Candyman's uh, backstory. Hmm. Hmm. So but, is that up there? Is that a good one? It, that is a good one. I like Candyman. I've watched it more than once. It's entertaining. And the actor who plays him, Tony Todd, is fantastic. He's got a perfect voice mm-hmm. for that type of character. And I'll, I, I don't know. I've seen a bunch of other movies, but that one really stands out probably as the first one. And that was a little bit kind of, ooh. You've never seen Exorcist? No. Yeah, put that on the list, man. You're gonna put that oh, on yeah, the list. Yeah, I remember they they had a, a re-release. Of I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to the movie theater to watch it, dude. We walked in, nice day out. As we came out, huge like thunderstorm and uh, it, perfect small, setting. Small town, like it knocks out the power in the city, right? Uh huh. So we're getting a ride home, dude. The the windshield wipers are going back and forth. Can't see anything. All the street lights are out. Uh-huh. Go to my house. My bedroom's in the basement, dude. There's no <laughs> oh. lights. 
There's no. Oh like, no! Oh no! Cell phone. We don't have cell phone flashlights. Nothing. I'm just like eyes closed, tapping all of them way down the stairs. Got uh-huh. my toothbrush, going in my bed. Like, oh shit, dude, that was that was awful. Oh, but I mean, a great. Uh, that, that's why I say I think I think it is, it is. how old you are watching. And especially, yeah, especially when she rolls down those stairs back. That freaked me out, man. No, but in in those years, I think that's when they probably have the most impact on you. I mean, if you're between, you know, 12 and and 20 or something, those things probably are a lot more probable or realistic than... After uh, after Blair Witch 2 shit, I remember we slept in my buddy's house. (laughs) Uh Dude, we went, like, his parents, like, he had a two-story house. Mm -hmm. And we just hung out, just young stone kids just hanging out in the basement. I remember going and sitting down, just kind of digesting the movie. I don't know, he was taking a piss or I was waiting for him. Mm-hmm. Just sitting down. And I look up in the closet, I'm like, this closet looks a little bit fucked up. Like, what? Like, what, <laughs> what, what is that? Dude, his dad was standing in the closet with a blanket on his head. And oh, no eye, way. And one eye cut out, just looking at me. I was like, what the fuck is that? I can what see you. Like, oh, dude, it was so weird. It just happened. My, if my so daughters ever watch a horror movie, I'm gonna prepare something funny for when they, when oh, they get back. Yeah. It, yeah. Leave a, leave you need something to cleanse the palate, you yeah. know. Oh, good time. So the the international horror yeah. style, whatever compared, is is there an obvious difference between what you've come to know in America as you know horror genre mm-hmm. compared to? international stuff is it very distinguishable is it easy to tell uh, uh some it, language is different that's one the language <laughs> i i have to read them <laughs> but but uh besides language I, there are some differences um uh zombies not anymore that's an international thing now like almost every country does like zombie movies mm-hmm. um but something i did notice with uh, korean movies um is that um length is a big difference um co- korean movies have too much <laughs> yeah. no 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 i i mean time Time, 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 <laughs> time. <laughs> how how long the movie is? <laughs> I watched. I heard someone. I was like, "I'll wait, wait." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I said, "I go no." <laughs> Stupid brain. No, but um, but in terms of the um, like the the running time of a movie, um, uh, when you watch a slasher film or a zombie movie, whatever from the the U.S., they're more economical with their time. A lot of the, these are like hour and a half, hour forty minutes. They're the perfect length for a movie. Um, a, a horror movie, in my opinion, should not be over two hours. That's just too. That's too clunky. That's just a lot of filler we don't need. But I find with a lot of Korean movies, there's a lot of stuff they could edit out. Like, I've seen some non-horror movies, and I would always think, oh, this could have been, like, 15 minutes shorter. Mm-hmm. Or, like, oh, this seems, like, unnecessary, and things like that. Mm. I've seen in some Korean movies that kind of really Koreanizes them. I think, again, it might have been, like, a romantic co- or not a romantic comedy, kind of a romantic movie where... It's just so over dramatic. Like, that's that's another. That's actually something. You're on something, uh, Brian. That's something that some film writers have said said online about Korean movies. There are also a lot of tonal issues as well. Mm-hmm. They now that's difficult to do changing genres because you could either be amazing at it like Bong Juno and Parasite yeah. he, he that's a master class in uh, shifting genres yeah. but other guys I've seen they just stumble on their feet like uh, badly have you ever seen Young 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 that's um uh, oh the, the the turtle ship guy one, right, yeah, right. I, I, I haven't seen that one no there's oh dude there's a couple of scenes in there I was like oh this is a good action film if I'm remembering correctly uh-huh. 
and then it's just like oh here's like uh, a, a man slowly dying but he reaches out for his girlfriend and like and there's a super romantic moment like, what yeah. the fuck is this in here uh, what's the name of, what's the name of that uh, that Korean Olympic movie about the uh, uh, ski jump team Oh, yeah, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I watched that on an airplane. I can't remember how long ago. I enjoyed it until the third act because there was some corny music. There were people crying. I'm like, oh, shut up. Yeah. Don't do that. You know, it just totally took me out of the movie. There's always, yeah. I, I find that there's the, in more than one movie I've seen. It's just like, hey, this is good. This is good. This is good. Would you do that? And there's like a, uh, that's a, yeah, that's one thing I noticed. Like they, I feel like Korean film schools need to really improve their editing curriculum. <laughs> and and, oh, and 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 one last thing, something that my wife mentioned, and she's 100 percent correct, is that slasher films aren't that big here compared to like uh, the U.S. or Canada or you know other Western countries. It's just not not a thing. That's yeah, another I, big difference. I don't want anyone. To- Watch that and go out and copy it here. Mm. But I wonder too if it's also the the hierarchy system where the the young the you know the, the young the young creator makes his thing and the older guy goes put that kissing scene in there. Like, oh, but I don't think it's that, gonna put it in. That that's probably the yeah. case. The the uh, the young name is like a a producer and an ex- a suit as they call them an executive who's not a creative but just I have one signs in my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to add this for this people. That doesn't make sense. That's that's ridiculous. Or someone tells his kid. And uh, <laughs> it's it's crazy how much that creeps in in every industry, eh? The young. There's always that one guy who messes things up. I think of the air, uh, the air traffic control guys, and, and those the book about that. And, but mm-hmm. you're talking about what the hell is this doing here? Mm-hmm. What did you think about Parasite? I loved it. I thought it was a great film. Fantastic. I thought that was the best of 2019. It was it rightfully deserved that uh, Best Picture Oscar. And I don't say that a lot often. I think a lot of Best Picture winners just suck. It's always the wrong movie. But I was like, finally, they got it right. They picked a solid flick for the Best Picture. I, I had that moment that you guys are talking about when I was watching that. Like, the movie was awesome going on. And then it was like, why are they smashing people's faces and cutting? And like, what did it? I was like, did they? miss a part like how did we get to this it was all good going down into the dungeon and and the, the and then what the hell was that? There's that tonal shift. It goes from yeah. uh, a satire, dark comedy, thriller to horror. Mm. But he does it, Bong Joon-ho does it better than uh, a lot of filmmakers I, I've seen. He, he, he's almost like a, a ballerina in shifting from uh, genre to genre. Smooth transition. Yeah, yeah. Did, did, for, from an experienced dissector of movies, do you... Do you you didn't have that. I, I I did not. No, not at all. Because this guy, uh, well, I assume everyone's seen his spoiler alert. Um, when the guy gets out of that uh, cellar, he has every right to be insane. He's been down there for so long. He's unhinged. He's going to do something drastic. So that was an example of uh, what do we call it? catharsis. Mm. Yeah. I, I yeah. If he and, if if he just went and shot the guy or something, I would have been totally cool. Okay, cool. That's what. But, the, but it's also that same. Touriness. Was it a wedding or something at the end? I think it was a b- b- birthday party. Birthday I think. party. <laughs> it's like, go big or go home. <laughs> yeah, that one seemed like way over the. It was like that doesn't fit in here. Like oh, could, couldn't he just kill him or stab him and he falls down in the closet and he's dead or? No, but I think the crux of doing that was to have this great contrast, right? First, they are this comedy kind of thing, and then it gets as wild mm-hmm. as can. If you, I don't know, if you kill, I mean, going back to the first Halloween when. The, the first time they kill uh, Michael Myers, they she just stabs him in the neck with a 
with a with a needle. That's right. Yeah. So you said, and you're like, oh, it was kind of like I don't know. You expected more from uh, from a killing. What was the second one? A hanger in the neck. Yeah, hanger, yeah, in the eye? hanger in the eye. Yeah. A hanger in the eye. Um, but but they're not dramatic. It's not. It's memorable, but not not what you expect maybe from a movie. Maybe well, they had the viewers in mind. That, that's what it was. Well, that, I didn't expect that. And it, I mean, as a just a guy watching, I was like, "This is awesome. I, I can relate." I, it was great, great, great. And then I was like, "That was kind of weird. That had, that was a totally different. That was like a horror movie for the last ten minutes. What well, the hell was that?" Well, that was also like going back to going back to Halloween. That was also another different thing you mentioned. When he falls out the window, you think it's all done, yeah. but when Doctor Loomis peeks out, he's gone. Yeah. They're like. So this guy's unstoppable. What yeah. can we do? Because you have like a vampire, you know, like, uh, wait for the sun to come up, stake through the heart, mm. werewolf, silver bullets, or I mean, zombies, you have like, you know, set them on fire, shoot them in the head. How do you kill these guys? Yeah. You don't know. That's why there's like, for Friday the 13th, there's like 10 <laughs> sequels, you know? <laughs> what about, uh, I've mentioned before, Dracula was, uh, was a, a very, well, I did the audio book for Dracula over, oh, okay. over time. My, my original thought of Dracula was um, vampire goes around sucking people's blood. Mm -hmm. you, re you read the book, it's totally different. Mm, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Well, have you? Are you I, familiar with the? <laughs> no, I, I, I've actually, I, I've read, uh, I've read Frankenstein, but I haven't read uh, the novel for Dracula though. Uh, for even Frankenstein, I mean, you, you assume. I think for the for the common person, you think Frankenstein's the the monster, but he's the doctor that makes them. I know, I know, I know. And actually, that's going back to horror as social commentary. It's that nineteenth century fear of science. Yeah, like, yeah. what can it do? Yeah. We don't understand it. It's scary. <laughs> Have you seen any of the Dracula movies? Um, I, I've seen the the old one with Bela Lugosi. Yeah. I, I've seen Nosferatu. Yeah. I saw the uh, Francis Coppola one yeah. also, and um, various other different vampire yeah, movies yeah. yeah like lost boys and things like that okay, okay. uh but then yeah, it was highly recommend the, the novel it was it just it completely blew my mind for the, aren't they like journal entries or something like that like yeah, the, the structure it's, it's from the have you have you read it or heard it it's uh it's basically the he's looking to buy real estate mm -hmm. and they send the real estate guy over mm -hmm. it's the real estate guy's journal Harking or Harking Harding not Harding. Uh, yeah. It starts with an H. Yeah. I, I ends with an ING. <laughs> but he, um, oh, it, it's so good, man. It just shit. Just it's that slow transition. Like, why are all the doors locked in Dracula's mansion? Like, what was that? You know, it, it just it's that slow unveiling or. Uh, and to go back to those classic monsters, um, I mean, we see so many iterations of like uh, vampires, zombies, but people wonder, what do we do to keep these fresh? You know, we got to, we don't want these to go stale. People are going, I don't want to see a vampire movie. It's just going to be same old, same old. So uh, that's a big job of the creator. Like, what's my unique spin that I can add uh, to this? Snakes on a plane, zombies on a train. There you go. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. It's like Mad Libs. <laughs> Oh, dude. Overall, how, what do you think of that movie? What? Train to Busan. Okay, full confession, I've never seen it. Yeah. Are you? Hold on, that erases the I, whole I, last hour. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, here's here's my thing. My nephew loves that movie. I've seen so many clips of various scenes. I practically saw it just through osmosis. <clears throat> I, I just wonder what you, what you would think of the quality, like. For me, it's way too much. I don't even know why the hell I saw that movie. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it was just... Number it was just 13. Way, way... 
No, I just said uh, parasite. There were 14 now. Balls good. Sweat from my balls. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering what the, the quality. I mean, for me, you know, I can appreciate uh, all these movies that, that these guys are making with all this new technology and, and mm-hmm. now AI and, and all these different things. They're very, very talented. They're just not for me or not my style. Right. Um, and I think the special effects and stuff in that one were incredible. But am I am I close? What were they? I, yeah. I have no idea. Well, with a lot of these movies, the, the main thing they have to do is, are you entertained by it? I mean, that's the overall uh, objective, regardless of the genre. Did it meet the uh, expectation of the genre? Like for an action movie, were there exciting chase scenes? Uh, was there funny dialogue between characters like Lethal Weapon or something mm-hmm. like that? Were there good explosions? Or uh, like with horror, was there a good bad guy? Uh, did they stimulate your emotions in some way you know one thing i didn't like about train the boost on maybe uh-huh. just overanalyzing but the really well-defined kind of character types like the, it's like i'm the athlete i'm mm. going to hit the zombie with a bat you're like come on come on is there no other goddamn uh, character types uh, they can they can yeah. implement there, there there's a lot that they can do it's just uh it's probably it's probably lazy filmmaking at that's something that people forget about zombie movies what the the most important ingredient of it are the characters the survivors and their whole uh, uh the dynamics and the relationships between mm-hmm. them if there's no dynamic there's no good relationship if they're not interesting the movie fails um not a movie but a tv show i watched um on netflix season two of a show called black summer mm-hmm. so uh, zombie apocalypse in suburbia so first season's quite good because I like the characters yeah. second season was just garbage because everyone was just a cardboard cutout okay. and I was just bored but you and, kept watching it because I was hoping please get <laughs> please get better please get better I kept on hoping I kept on hoping cardboard uh, I kept on hoping and then at, and then at the end it was like well I'm definitely not going to watch season three yeah. that was a waste of time uh, yeah. you might because no, no. no. <laughs> the second season, I was so disappointed in. I'm, I'm done with. But this is Black what Summer. I find with, yeah. with TV and movies and stuff. Like, uh-huh. I, I don't care. Oh, season two was awesome. Season three and four suck. Season five was. And I was like, how much time did you spend watching this? And you only enjoy. You keep on hoping. You keep on hoping. If you um, like the show, you want to give it a chance. Even, but even movies, like every time my phone is like watching a movie, which I think is code for a BJ or something else. But um, every time I call, he's oh, we're about, watching a movie, watching a movie, watching a movie. Broadcast. <laughs> Korean, Korean BJs. And, <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, how many, how many movies can a guy watch? Like, you just go on and I let, let, let me begin with so that. I watch movies based on recommendation right. and you know I would let everybody get yeah, my their first 42 years I've had 13 recommendations get everybody everybody get their opinions out on it or whatever and if it it sounds it depends who it's coming from right. like you can recommend as many zombie movies as you want I, I mm-hmm. could care less for them so I probably wouldn't watch fair, fair enough um, but that's how I kind of watch what I choose but these just you know scroll oh I don't have anything to do for two hours okay I'll watch that one. Oh, that was shit Okay, but I mean, you like, I don't know, I think you kind of look down on, on watching a movie or, I mean, I, dis- no, I, 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 I discovered Hereditary by accident. It's one of the, one of the craziest movies I've ever seen. I, I, uh, it truly I, is. I, I think of like the, who said Death Scrolling there, one of our last guests. Yeah, I think of like that, like Death when you, scrolling. when you've seen like so many that. movies that you're not picking out ones that you really want or you're just, and I get that you like movies and you want to watch movies and that's a form of entertainment. I'm not, I'm not shitting on that. I just mean. 
Uh, I can't understand watching the shitty ones and going, oh, I don't want to try watching a random one again. I mean, if you get three shitty it, ones in a row, I'm like, okay. It, it, it's all a gamble. It's all it's all really a gamble. What's your movie consumption? <laughs> well, okay. Well, it, it depends on like you know work schedules and just other like. Okay. <laughs> like, let me think. Let me think. I'm trying to think. A normal. Let's see. A, a, a normal semester. A normal semester. If I'm not watching like a TV series, if I have a TV series going, I usually don't watch movies. Right. I just focus on that. But if I don't have a TV series going, I might watch uh, uh, two or three a week. Okay. Not really. How many do you watch? Maximum. No, I, I did laugh because you said reasonable, yeah. but yeah, I'm probably two or three a year. But, I mean, listen, this guy watches chicks with big tits and walking, walk, random chicks with huge horns yeah. walking on Instagram. Yeah. Two hours a day. I don't got time for two, movies. Two hours you're a day. Yeah. On Instagram. That's right. When I put those, those for T. Gale, the algorithm, the algorithm on our Instagram. Yeah. It's like, that's, a, that's a new scapegoat. It's like, ooh, Debbie does Dallas. I'll watch that again. That's, I think it, I did see that about that. 30 years ago. It's funny you mentioned that. That's one of the first... Dude, if any of my buddies are listening to this at home, they're gonna laugh their balls off. Have you done Dallas and uh, and uh, milk and honey's the, the, the those are the those are like the first two movies that kind of circulated around, and uh, the, the origin of the movies was in the same house that I got scared after Blair Witch Ooh. to bring it all full circle. The infamous movie house. <laughs> yeah. the, the house of terror and pleasure. <laughs> and that, my friend, that house is located all the way in Niagara Falls, one of the uh, tourist destinations, one of the top tourist destinations of the world. Type, type, travelocity, type, 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 type. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as far as we know, you're from another uh, another big tourist. I was just going to say. That's right. There's a lot of horror stories coming out I, of I, your hometown. I, I, horror <laughs> story with a W, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's silent, too. <laughs> yeah, there's no shortage of those. But, I mean, losing, losing your life, losing your money, losing everything. I mean, mm-hmm. There's a... There's, there's got to be a lot of movies that could be set in Vegas. Actually, there is. Uh, I actually saw one at the Busan Film Festival that was shot in Vegas and around Vegas. Uh, oh, what was it called? It was, it was a zombie movie. Like, the, sa- the Sands Run Red, I think is what it's called. I think it's about a girl who's a, uh, who's a stripper who gets in a car accident, <laughs> and she gets a zombie pet or servant and they have an almost uh, buddy comedy dynamic going on but she but she's trying to avoid getting bitten by this guy he's, he's on like a leash or something so she'll sometimes sick him on people things like that but uh, one thing that drives me crazy in movies they're set in a town you grew up in is when they get little factual things wrong like there's a scene where they go into a suburban area and the architecture is very um, southwest it's like oh yeah they definitely shot it here but what drove me crazy crazy is the the newspaper they have in the front of the driveway mm. it's like we don't have a newspaper by that name this is obviously a cg newspaper you know oh, it, right. it, it it bothered me the whole time ago we don't have that at home he's talking about. He's yeah. detail. because because yeah, the newspaper I, looks I, so fake even <laughs> i would pick out something like that like when i see videos shot in, in places that i've lived and i'm like well, that's not right. That's wrong. So, yeah. so the two the two big newspapers in Vegas are the uh, the Review Journal and the Las Vegas Sun. Yeah. The fake newspaper was called the Vegas Times. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, there's no Vegas Times. <laughs> what is this crap? 
Very nice. The uh, is is Vegas legitimizing itself now by bringing in these sports teams? Is it going to be more than just a a party place, or well, does that make it a better? I, party I, I place can't or? speak for for the Raiders, but I know like for the Golden Knights, it's been uh, mostly positive because uh, around the time that the uh, the the Golden Knights were were established, that's when that uh, horrific uh, mass yeah, shooting happened, mass shooting, yeah. and so. Right before that. Yeah. Right before that. So they, uh, there's a sense of community and togetherness with the Vegas Knights, kind of like we experience this together. We yeah. represent community. So if you, ever you go to Vegas, there's just Golden Knights uh, paraphernalia everywhere. Oh, that's Vegas Strong? That's oh, yeah, Vegas Strong. They, I mean, I, I even I have a Golden Knights hat. I, I didn't bring yeah. it. It's in my hamper. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I got a hat. I mean, I, last time I was in Vegas, I watched a game at a sports bar, and that was great. I, uh, I was there right before that. And that was my first time, and I, I don't know if I was just too, too yeah, like, man, I should have been going there for around 16. What the hell was I doing in Mexico? Um, I guess you have to be 21 there. But. Well, in the past, not really. There's a lot of things for, like, uh, teenagers to do down there. There's, like, because there's theme parks, there's roller coasters. Uh, like yes. A lot yeah, of gimmicky stuff. Very, a lot of gimmicky no, stuff. No, I don't mean teen stuff. I mean adult stuff. I uh, gotcha. I'm not okay. talking about teen stuff. Oh, okay. Just, no, okay. just, just every. I don't think as a teen you can appreciate the Venetian or some of these places. I mean, you got to be a little. A, a, actually, you can. There's a lot of um, a lot of bands come. There's a lot of concert venues right. that you can go to. So, and some of them are um, under 21 shows. So, I mean, there there are opportunities available. Yeah. But uh, if I if I knew what I knew at 36, I would have mm-hmm. went there every year from 20. <laughs> I mean, just it, it it is there's there's something for everyone. It, it's a that really, truly is. It, it's a really, it's a really fun place, and I'm I'm dying to go back. I had so much fun there, and I went with my mother-in-law. I, and, I awkward. <laughs> yeah, awkward. Standing with two uh, guys in kiss you know kiss costumes with speedo thongs on or something in the middle of what's the street? Uh, Fremont Street. Fremont Street. And my mother was like, "Can I?" I said, "Touch them, squeeze them, no problem. <laughs> this is Vegas. Do whatever you want." And she's like, "No way. Do it. Don't don't show my husband. Don't." And I was like, "You're in Las Vegas. Just do whatever the hell's did, going on." Did any guys give her cards about girls direct to your room or anything like that? We we, we saw and did everything. And same thing like. You they saw it, did everything? They, oh, dear. What, what, what a close family. They don't discriminate. I mean, <laughs> the, whatever no. they're giving to the 20-year-old girl, they're still giving to my mother-in-law. They, that right. And I was like, well, they think she's there for something funny. <laughs> but she was just like, you know, all the wild and crazy people yeah, and yeah, buskers yeah. and shit. She's like, the naked fireman? Who the hell wants a picture with that guy? Like, and she thinks, oh, it's kind of gross, kind of hot, kind of wild. What the hell's going on? Where are we? There is something for everyone. There's something for, like, elderly people. There's something for the you know, college kids. Yeah. There are things for children. There are, there are even, like, intellectual things. Like, downtown Vegas is the arts district, so you can go to, like, museums. They even have a big event called First Friday where they open all these galleries. There are craft beer places, restaurants, and people can display their work. And there's, like, a community theater down there as well. Hmm. That's my kids loved like the the fountains at the Bellagio mm. and the volcano. I, I, I do too. <laughs> yeah, that's great. The best part is you don't have to pay for anything. You can just go there, like like we did, and just walk the strip, back and forth. And and you know in the daytime everyone's kind of like hot summer vacation, and in the evening it's like evening gowns. And everybody goes home and changes into this evening kind of party wear, and it's it's wild, man. And then you see the guy like famous guys or guys in tuxedos going to the burger joint at three in the morning and getting like 10 burgers like 
That's a, guys don't do that, th- do th- that's another thing too. Um, I did not learn the term last call until I was way too old because bars are 24 hours in Vegas. Yeah. Someone said last call. I go, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a TRL show? What's that? <laughs> we did uh, growing up. We all had last calls. Yeah. Two, two o'clock. You can get your, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to be out by two 30 lights. Are we used to get 20 drinks. Mm. Last call. You anything? Yeah. 20 more. I'm, coming, th- I'm thirsty coming here. You expect to uh, like, well, what are they going to, Kick me out. You exactly. Oh, shit, it's seven in the morning. Ten. Ten. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. more two dollar bottle of soju. Sure, sure, yeah. no problem. Well, that's what I think. I mean, bars are twenty four hours. Grocery stores are twenty four hours. Everything. They even have slot machines in the grocery stores. Even the airport. airport you know, you yeah. can gamble everywhere. Yeah, you get to the airport and the first thing, and before you're leaving, you're like, "Well, I'll put another hundred bucks." Okay. Just... I, I always play blackjack before I come back over here. Last time I won like twenty five bucks. Yeah, I think nice. you know. <laughs> but I think of like white, white. Do you know White Castle? Yeah, the the, the, the sl- sliders, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I've seen but, the movie. but like seeing, Me too. <laughs> like seeing girls in evening gowns coming out from a show or whatever, going into White Castle for a twenty burger center. Like, what? what the hell's going on? You know, it just came out of like a, a super poshy place, and now you're at White Castle with me getting greasy burgers. Well, you can also run into uh, like celebrities uh, as well. Um, I, I do have one celebrity story. Um, I was at a, a casino called the Palms. They have a they have a, an established there called Ghost Bar. That used to be kind of a hit bar with college kids. I don't know about now, but uh, went to the bathroom. In the urinal next to me, Dennis Hopper. Oh, shit. And I pissed oh. on my pants. I'm like, I love your movies! I love your movies! Don't eat my liver with zombies. And, 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 and he's like, uh, you, you pissed yourself, kid. And he just walks away. <laughs> oh, dude, that's funny. Oh, he's, he's had some signs of the lambs. No, oh. Dennis Hopper, no, he was in, uh, like, well, he was in Speed. He was the bad guy. Dennis you know, Hopper. No, that's uh, Anthony Hopkins. Dennis Hopper was the bad guy in Speed. Uh, you know, you know the Keanu Reeves movie with the bus. Yeah, he's the bad guy in that. I've seen Speed too. That was a good movie. Seventeen. And uh, what else? What else? He was in a Blue Velvet. He was in a lot of '60s films. I mean, he's been dead for years. But uh, if you if you see his face, you'll know who he is. Hmm. Anyways, highly recommend Vegas. Can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Something for everyone. Always love the And if you're looking for a bargain, folks, stay in downtown Las Vegas. That's where the stuff, the hotels are uh, cheaper compared to the strip. Nick's, Nick got some hotel stories. Didn't you, what? didn't you wake up with a dead guy in front of your hotel? Oh, jeez. No, that was in L.A. Jesus huh. Christ. What? We, we flew into L.A. That was the same trip. We did L.A., San Fran, and, and the Canyon, or the Canyon, and then Vegas. But, man, we arrived in L.A., and we were staying on Hollywood Boulevard. I was just... We were only going to stay for two days, I think, for L.A., mm-hmm. and then uh, and then move on to to drive to the canyon and then on to Vegas. Uh-huh. And uh, or we did three days in Vegas and then canyon and back to Vegas. We got in. We were right on Hollywood Boulevard. And I didn't, I thought it's Hollywood. I thought this is rich people and no. famous people. No. And no. It's like no. the shithole of America. Like, no. So it's just homeless people. And tent, tent cities everywhere too. Oh yeah. man! So I was like, and my mom's like, mother, and I was like, where? Hollywood? Like, isn't that the movie and the famous and the? Yeah, and I was it like, is. But that one, me too. And the whole the hotel was three hundred and fifty bucks, and at the place was like the Kingsway Inn in Thunder Bay, where it would have cost like fifteen bucks, three hundred fifty bucks, and it has the outdoor balconies. Like you walk up the stairs outside, and it's got the outdoor balcony. So we had one of my kids was a baby. I don't know which one. And uh, probably the youngest one. Yeah, the baby in the family. Might have been just the first one. I don't remember if we had both or not. Maybe, yeah, we did have both. I think. So I got up at like three in the morning mm-hmm. to go down and get water 
So it's of course it's run by Koreans or Chinese, and they barely speak English. Mm. And you know, it's like three generations of I think it was Chinese family living there. Right. And the overnight one is grandpa or whatever, and he's just sitting there reading the paper. Mm-hmm. And I went down to get some hot water for the bottle because um, it wasn't in the room, and the rooms were pretty musty and dusty. And I was like, don't tell your mom this is 350 bucks. Jeez, she's going to kill me. Mm. Um, anyways, so I bring it back up. Baby wakes up again, 5.30 or 6. I go back down. I get it. I come back up. And Continental Breakfast was out. I mean, it was just this egg in the lobby. And uh, I brought up a couple cookies and apples and mm-hmm. something else, a muffin. And my wife said, oh, we should have some more. We wanted to get up early and get going and get a start in the day. So it was maybe like 7, seven now. Mm-hmm. I said, well, just go down and get them. They're in the office down there. So she went down, and she didn't come back for like half an hour. I was like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. And so I went to open the door, and, and I was like, what the fuck? And there's police oh, all over no. the place. And I look to the left, nothing, look to the right, and there's just a white cloth, right? From wow. And wow. I was like, it was the next door over from ours, and I was like, what the hell is going on? I was just, I've been down twice, like 3 in the morning, 6 in the morning. My wife went down at 6.45 or 7 in the morning. And then I was like, what? And she came up, and she's like, why are all the police asking me lots of questions down there? I was like, what the hell is going on? I didn't want to leave my, I didn't want to leave my mother-in-law with the I was sleepwalking, honestly. What the hell was going on yet? And I was like, so she came up and she's like, the police are asking me lots of questions and they want to talk to you. And I was like, what the hell do they want to talk to me for? And because they saw me on the camera that I had been down there or whatever and they were wondering what I saw. And I was like, man, this must have happened in like five minutes between our coming and goings. Anyways, I said the police were all there and we were going out for the day and I was like, dude, just tell me, like, is this, do I have to move my family? This is crazy. We just got in from Korea last night. He said, this is normal. Don't like, normal? I'm paying 350 bucks. He's like, this is probably just a drug overdose. This happens every day all over the strip. And I was like, what? And that was my welcome to LA. And, and I was like, my mother-in-law still had no idea. We left and I stayed on one side and I just forced her out the other side. She didn't even look. And after like two days, they were like, mom, do you know there's a, person killed right next to our room. Wow. I got pictures of the, the dead body. Covered in the white blanket or with the two cop oh, standing nice. beside it. <laughs> wow. And, hey, and I was like, we told her later, airplane. and she was like, no, no, you guys are joking. I was like, the Grand Canyon. Canyon. It's not, it's not Selfie was joking. Look, <laughs> look, this is it. She's like, that's not a body. And I was like, okay, it wasn't. Anyways, that was my well April Fool. <laughs> we spent the day on the Vegas or the, the, the Hollywood the, Boulevard. And yeah. I was like, Wow, Hollywood is scary. <laughs> no, 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 so, no, no. no, in Vegas we we did one of those. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, pack whatever. You go and watch a. You go and listen to some greasy. Our guy was like Angelo Didomenic oh, Antonio or something. The, like a lounge singer? No, the package. Oh, like a package. package you tour? go and listen to him for for three hours, and he tries to sell you a timeshare, and oh, you get no. you get an awesome free breakfast. Oh. Well, we got three free nights at the Flamingo, and I was like. Shit, I'm on his vacation. I, I'm on a budget, and uh, so we got three free nights at the Flamingo. My daughters love flamingos. I thought this is no problem. Mama, watch the kids. We'll go watch this thing, and this greasy—he was dripping with grease, trying to sell us this timeshare. And my parents had told me just, just listen and smile, and just say no, and don't even think. They'll make you think because it makes it. Hey, we got these in the Asia Pacific. We got these here. You can stay here. You can go there. Anyways, we said no. We got out okay. We had our three nights at the Flamingo, and we had two nights at the Venetian. In a, my daughter still said, "I want to go back to the hotel with the stairs in it," and it was like up and down stairs and different levels. It was bigger than my apartment. 
So we did uh, we did a little bit of both. But do you have any uh, <clears throat> uh, when people from here want to visit Niagara Falls? I always have some insider tips uh-huh. for what to do or <laughs> what to avoid. Yeah. Um, do you have any uh, any inside tips from uh, from Vegas? Oh, we should. Well, if if Saurabh was going, what would you what would you advise? Well, let's see. Uh, what would I advise? Well, avoid timeshares. That's yeah. one. Avoid Re- that. Really? Yeah. Well, timeshare to me equals scam. You know? Sure. I, I always think pyramid schemes and things but like that. I think of three free nights hotel and a wicked bacon and eggs breakfast. It, it, if it's too good to be true, don't go is for it. What is a timeshare? You you put fifty thousand twenty thousand dollars down, and you can rent. Uh, five weekends a year, wow. any places that Lidham Resorts has their hotels, something like this. But you have to go and watch a video where it's all glamified and, and glorified mm-hmm. for you. And then they, they, you know, you have to put down your salary, you have to qualify. And then they say, well, you can do this. He said, that's out of my range. He goes, okay, uh, I'm just going to go and then we'll wrap this up. The guy leaves and then he comes back. Okay, I'm the budget timeshare guy. And he's got another package for my. I, what was the what's the reason you can't uh, it's just pretty pricey it's not in a range right now mm-hmm. so this guy comes in with a cheaper one mm-hmm. and no 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 okay it's time to go and then he comes in with like a free one free trial for two years and it is scamming but man a free nice hotel in Vegas for three nights is also in my frugal style so so I I would say if you if you can resist and you qualify, I'd say go and do it if you want a free place to stay. Well, there are three places that you can stay when you go to Vegas. There's the Strip, obviously. There's downtown Vegas. And there's something we call locals casinos, where these are hotel casinos in the suburbs. So though you are away from the Strip, you're away from the tourists. And it's like night and day different. What's the distance sorry, between that? Is that like a 10-hour drive? Uh, I'd yeah, say more, more than half an hour drive. Oh. Uh, also, um, I maybe Maybe stay on the strip. Traffic's terrible in Vegas. There's construction everywhere. It's highly disorganized, and the people who drive there are insane. Mm. So, I actually would stay on the strip so you can walk everywhere. It, it, say, it's like, easy to go to and from uh, spots. That's so where you want to just be. stay in the zone, and and also, <laughs> bless you, and and also um, as we mentioned earlier, bars are 24 hours, grocery stores are 24 hours. So you'll never go hungry. You'll never go thirsty <laughs> while you're there, and just also remember, there's a lot of free stuff to do, like fountains. There are Acrobat shows. The there there are. Um, you can watch a lounge singer in a casino. Um, if you see a picture of a guy winning a Ferrari, um, avoid it. You're gonna lo- you're gonna lose your bank account. You know that guy was just a one of a million chance winner right there. I, that that's the best one is the free stuff. Free stuff is everywhere. You oh, just gotta find one it. one more thing. That Vegas is a tip heavy city. You gotta tip everyone, including Starbucks baristas. You know they'll expect it. You know you gotta tip a lot. I'm always you gotta always throw dollar bills out and everything. The uh, I sent. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I sent my mother-in-law and my wife to Magic Mike, <laughs> and my mother-in-law came out like she died and gone to heaven. And I was oh, like, that's so what is it? And she, I asked my wife, like, oh, God. were they, like, are they naked or it's a male, I, I don't what would you call Re- it? Re- revenue, male revenue. Salt like. peppers? Or what's those? Chip Chip and De- Chippendales. Chippendales. Salt and peppers. Chip and pepper, wet <laughs> <laughs> that, that, That's the older version. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, but it's not, it's a it's a sexual, like, they're all the Thunder from Down Under guys, but they don't go naked, right? I, mm-hmm. I think they wear their underwear or something. Who's the Thunder from Down Under? Oh, the, this is a... a, a <laughs> 
they've been in Vegas the over Australian 20 years. They're Aust- buff Australian dudes uh, walking around in speedos and muscles yeah. and stuff, you know. But this is like some fancy show and lots of audience participation. It's 99.9% women. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I just asked for a recommendation. I said, this is a good one for married women or whatever. They This is a good time to go with your girlfriends. Anyways, my mother-in-law looked like she died and gone to heaven. And she's like, can we go to that show again? Can we do that? I was like, whoa! You, you still got it going on at 65. And also, yeah, some shows can be expensive, but there's always a bargain somewhere, you know. I thought that fountain was shooting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I haven't had water run like this since 19. But, but you, can, you, can, you can walk around there. <laughs> You can you <laughs> great for sightseeing, man. Yeah, you you can just walk the strip and, and go into all the different hotel also, lounges. Just all, people watch. Yeah, you, you can see you can always see something. Even as I said, celebrity sightings. Um, one of my favorite celebrities, Nicholas Cage, lives in Vegas. Maybe you can see him. Oh, yeah. I said Nicholas uh, Cage pants popped up on my uh, wish wish <laughs> suggestion. Nicholas Cage face pants. Awesome. Even, even without, I'd say yeah. Just walk that strip. Go into all the hotels there. They all have themes like one has maybe a free aquarium or something one's got a botanical garden it's it's awesome yeah and you can see animals there i mean yeah just sky's the limit on that, themes that's gonna be the, the tkl uh there used to be a car show five year, thing to five year reward 200 episodes 200 episodes <laughs> we'll be going good 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 um speaking of thunder down under it reminded me of uh <laughs> N- N- nate's viewing list <laughs> yeah, there's so many different Things you could think of from no, the, I, th- I thought uh, I thought it was the the muscles from Brussels. Oh, Van Damage, Van Damage. yeah. <laughs> and he was the original predator. I read that. Yeah, he was the original predator, but he said the. Uh, well, you mentioned Predator as one of your. I loved that movie. It's great. Mm. Not Bill Cosby. We're done with the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Cosby Show. No, the yeah. I was reading yesterday that. Uh, they, they they cut him from the movie because he, he was bitching the suit's too hard. uncomfortable yeah yeah that's I, I read the same thing yeah. they cut him uh, they cut him from and they got uh, Kevin Peter Hall who's like seven feet tall or something like that a seven foot gymnast or I, a ball- he's a ballerina yeah yeah seven foot tall ballerina huh. yeah 200 pound suit yeah wow man. he's heavy wow. wow so the guy who plays Predator is a ballerina well it makes sense if he's jumping from tree to tree you gotta be a ballerina yeah <laughs> The, uh, I don't know what else you got, but going forward, mm. what is your what does your timeline look like? Do you think you'll be here five years, ten years, till you get all your stuff sorted? Two well, years? Well, the the program I'm in has a strict curriculum, and it's going to finish in uh, May 2023. So two year program. And after that, I don't know how long it's going to take. You know, it, it just it, am I going to jump at any opportunity? I'm going to jump at any opportunity if if the strike while the iron's hot yeah, sort of thing. Only, yeah. only in America. Only in. Well, the southwest. Pro- well, either southwest, the the northwest, uh, ideally the northwest. That's my favorite section of the U.S. I love you know Oregon and Washington. Got a good job for you in Detroit. Going. Hmm, I gotta think about that one. Depends on the pay. Depends on the pay and the benefits. <laughs> yeah. Could film a zombie yeah. Some well, the, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that, well, that's, that's a great idea, actually. That's a brilliant <laughs> idea. Yeah. So, so finish, build up the the portfolio through different kinds of works. Right. Move as soon as. And, you can. and then, yeah, go from there. Yeah. 
if the I mean, if they offer me this great benefits package, if it's a kind of job I can stay at for like, I don't know, 20 years, I mean, I'll take it. I mean, I can make anything home because, I mean, I'm a military kid. I've lived everywhere. I've lived in just podunk towns. I lived in big cities. I can make anywhere a home. Nice. Especially it's easier now. As long as you have a nice Wi-Fi connection, you're okay. You know? Hmm. Wife's on board with the. I'm just gonna yeah, well, that, that's what she says. As long as I have internet connection, I'll be fine. Yeah, she says it. <laughs> yeah. uh, nice. Good. Uh, we got Black Phillip on the grill. Mmm. Beautiful. Devilishly good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of zombie movies, mm -hmm. what are your reviews on Shaun of the Dead? I love it because I, I like those oh, guys. I, 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 I like those guys, um, uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I find them funny. I like the entire uh, Cornetto trilogy, as they call them, because Cornettos always uh, show up. For those of you who don't know what Cornettos are, they're ice cream type treats. Um, I thought Shaun of the Dead was brilliant. It was a good balance of comedy and also some horror. So they, they respected the genre. Well, they did that with with also with Hot Fuzz, with police movies. They did that with uh, World's End, with um, like like sci-fi invasion of the body snatcher type things. So no, no, they, they balance genre well. That those are actually those are good lessons you can learn about balancing genre. Watch the Cornetto trilogy by those guys. Hmm. Mad Max. Love it. Absolutely love Mad Max. Hmm. That, that's considered that's under horror? The, no, that's more sci-fi. That's more crazy. Oh, it's a blunt list. Give, us, so good, give us a couple recommendations before we go from a couple different genres. Sure. Also Korean movies. Also Korean movies, okay. And Japanese. And Japanese. And German. And German. Thunder Down Under. Okay. okay. <laughs> down Under. <laughs> oh, okay, so... Um, you know he's going to Google it as soon as we're done. <laughs> I know. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it right now. Okay, so recommendations. Uh, well, um, uh, since Halloween is uh, around the corner, um, if you haven't seen the original Halloween, do it. Um, if you want to see something more contemporary, um, we all of us, I think, highly recommend uh, The Witch. The Witch? That's right. And Hereditary. And Hereditary. Um, I believe both are available on Netflix. So if you have a Netflix account, easy to access. Um, if you want a good sci-fi movie, uh, I love um, The Road Warrior, particularly Mad Max 2, I think is a, a great film. Um, also, um, I'm a big John Carpenter fan. I love uh, The Thing is wonderful. Escape from New York. Also, the classics. Cloverfield. Oh, that's more sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi. Yeah, 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 sci-fi. Um, now, uh, if you want to watch a good action film, um, or particularly if you want to watch a good martial arts action film, that's foreign, Indo Indonesia, The Raid. Fantastic film. The Raid. One of the best action films I've seen in the last, like, 10 years. Really? They, they use this Indonesian-style martial arts I've never heard of, and there's a lot of great uh, uh, gun scenes also, too, all almost set in, a, in an apartment complex. Okay. The aim is just a SWAT team needs to take down this gang and drug boss. He's in the penthouse, but the entire apartment complex full of the hardest criminals in Jakarta. It's like uh... Like a video game, almost. No, but it's like... Uh... Block mansion, brick mansion. Kind of, okay, okay. kind of, kind of. And each each floor gets more difficult as it goes on. Um, Dread 3D is also great with uh, Carl Urban. That's fantastic. Um, what else? Do you want to say? Any nonfiction history? Oh yes, documentaries. Okay, okay. Are those all boring genres. No, I actually, I actually, I loved, I love documentaries. Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think a good doc. Uh, an, an intimate, an, an intimate look. Um, actually. 
actually, um, a, if you want to learn about um, movie making, a good documentary to watch is uh, De Palma on the director, Brian De Palma. That's a good documentary. So is uh, Friedkin, the guy who made The Exorcist. He's he's hilarious. Yeah. So uh, that's also a good documentary. Um, more, uh, more in the nonfiction realm, if you're interested, especially in um, North Korea, The Lover and the Despot is a fantastic documentary. It's a story the lover of... Lover and the what? Despot. Uh, it's a story about um, this um, Korean actress and her director husband. They get kidnapped by North Korean spies and they're forced to make North Korean propaganda movies. They're prisoners for several years. And this is actually the first time you ever I've ever heard Kim Jong-un's voice, like an audio recording of his voice was from that movie. Wow. Fantastic. Lover in the Despot. I highly recommend that one. Nice. Cool. Very good. Very good. I think I think you'd enjoy that one, Nate. Mm. I'll watch that one. Oh, this is another Stephen King. I think maybe everyone's seen it. It. Um, do, you go, do you go original or the new? Well. That's actually the novel is my favorite Stephen King book. Okay. I, I um, I've read it I think four or five times. Yeah. I think that's always a big project, only on vacation because it's so long. Yeah. But um, the thing with the it, it's a bit uneven. Both movies, um, the original, the kid stuff is great. Mm. You know how the kids talk to one another. That's great, but the adult parts are boring and too soapy. I just it doesn't the, hold up that the well. One, the, that was a standout feature for me. The the interaction between kids it felt authentic yeah yeah they're really uh, like that that's how kids talk yeah and with the the new it i've only watched part one Mm. um the actor they got to play the clown does great and I like that new kids on the block gag that they have uh, throughout, but uh, it was kind of too noisy. Like, this is scary. This is scary. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You don't yeah. need to shout at me. I get it. Yeah. This is supposed to be scary. So uh, it's got good points and bad points, I'd have to say. But I, I but my favorite um, Stephen King adaptation is definitely uh, The Shining. Oh. I watch it every October. Hmm. We got this is going to go another two hours. We open that. Yeah. Close it. <laughs> that's a, it. Just a, again, I think that's one of the best elements of, of almost any horror story where people become isolated mm. and they and the, it just set around that area and you know you kind of can't escape. Shining does a great. Absolutely. Oh, that. That's my favorite type of story. Um, uh, multiple locations where they go like to a hundred different places. I, I get bored with that sometimes. Give me like five characters in just a few spots yeah. and see how, the, and let's see the psychology behind that. Yeah. How do they react to X crisis and Y crisis? Yeah. Cabin in the Woods. That's a good one. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I liked unicorn, it. Unicorn just randomly stabbing Buddy in the. <laughs> I watch it. I watch. Have you seen it? Oh, dude. There's just one. There's just one part where the unicorn just runs up and just spears this dude right in the stomach. And like, no, no, perfect horror comedy is, and it's also my second um, all-time favorite horror movie is uh, Evil Dead Two. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just watching Bruce Campbell be a human cartoon for like half the movie with all these things coming after him. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Listen, your uh, your expertise is is fantastic. I love that you've really zeroed in on your on your passion and your pursuit. Thank everything. you, thank you, thank you. Fantastic. Anything else? We good to go? Yeah. It, are you any anybody you'd like to connect with, collaborate with in the community? Any other than music groups? I and mean, a dream and a dream collab. We can we can throw something out there and. 
recruit well, for you. Well, any, um, well, any band that has uh, original material would be fantastic. Um, that one guy you mentioned, was he Brian Estrada? Ryan Estrada. Ryan Estrada. Uh, I like to talk to him because I want to learn how to write comics. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I've read many comics, but I've never tried writing them. Yeah. So I, I just, some tips would be great. Or um, anyone, you know, who has acting experience would be fantastic, too. Awesome. Cool. Sweet, dude. Tips on Busan Film Festival. Tips, tips. Now, um, last year was the only time I did not go because of, you know, coronavirus and stuff. Um, the great thing about the Busan Film Festival is that the tickets are ridiculously cheap. Like, oh, my seven goodness. Bucks, right? Yeah, like six or seven bucks. The most expensive ticket you would buy would be the Midnight Passions, which you watch three movies starting at midnight. That's only ten bucks. But you got to. Sp- yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen now, you know. <laughs> Fifteen. Now. But the reason they call Midnight Passions is this is supposed to be what we call midnight movies, like B grade movies, genre flicks, you know. Um, and it's a it's a mixed bag in quality. I've seen some that are fantastic. I've seen others that make me want to gouge my eyes out. They're so terrible. But uh, so it, it's if you want to do some gambling, yeah, yeah Midnight Passions. <laughs> All right, gambling on midnight passions or <laughs> or the Vegas airport. <laughs> See, variety right there. It's perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. Dude, thanks for coming by. Oh, uh, th- thank you for good. inviting me on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure people will get uh, draw lots from this. Anyways, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Please don't forget to check out our sponsor, Dr. English. It is your one-stop shop for all of your English conversational needs. Enjoy learning from the comfort of your own home. Call 010-4591-1496 for a free sample class. Take your English to the next level by visiting their website right now, www.dr-english.com.